This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. (laughs) It's a bit of a giveaway. Ever the professionals we are. Uh, It's been a long day. Right. Am I alright to go live on Facebook? Uh... You Remember, it takes me a couple of minutes anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Shit on a page manage. Who have we got then? Ash. Dave. Hey, John, yeah. I'm Ash. Oh, yeah. You all right? Yeah, yeah good job yourself. Stevie. Ben. Right. Yeah. Victoria. Or Vic. Vic. <laughs> Whatever. You can call her anything, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm not <laughs> So are you guys all regulars on this then? We uh, are yeah. indeed. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing it for about ten seasons now. Okay, and, well, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we, you know, sometimes we get asked to the opening of an envelope. Uh, invited you know, to one thing. We got invited to one thing. If I, I think get it, three things, we got invited to ours in the park. I think it's because Vic keeps slagging everybody off at the club. They don't like us. That's what it is. I don't yeah. do that. Don't take it personal. <laughs> going live oh shit oh. <laughs> okay so looking at this we're live uh, w- welcome again thanks for joining us for another um, another uh, Wednesday. I forgot the name of the show then that's a good start isn't it yeah. uh, it's, a, it's another Wednesday week uh, it exclusive <laughs> I think it does somewhere yeah, another Wednesday week exclusive uh, my name's Dan Fudge uh, welcome to the show we've got Ash, Dave, Steve Ben and Vic and uh, joining us very special guest Played for us in the nineties, and you know what it's like if you've uh, if you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan. It don't count if you didn't support us in the nineties. So uh, please welcome Mr. John Newsom. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure uh, our, to be here. Our absolute pleasure, John. Now, uh, the, no, you played for us twice. Um, one in the uh, one in the late nineties, and then one through a, a, a you know a rich a rich time in our history. One that we uh, that we all bang on about, and the, you know all those of a certain age constantly remember that team so uh, you're gonna have to tell us to start with them mate how quick actually was Des Walker 
Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was quick. Um, quick with his tongue as well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. It was rapido. Was Des, and he he always he always took it as like a bit of a personal personal thing. Whenever, we, especially when we played Liverpool, he played Liverpool, and all he wanted to do was mark Michael Owen and yeah. make it a race between <laughs> him and Michael Owen. That was that was Des down to a T, you know. So no matter what you had, what you did in training, Thursday, Friday. Out the window, ten to three Saturday. Because I'm marking him, and you just do what you want to do. That was it. <laughs> Seriously. So, I, uh, guys, O'Neill, who, who, who wants to ask John a question? Fire away! Come on, don't, don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't uh, don't all shout once, lads. In lasses, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, John. Obviously, you were the first real, like, big money signing, weren't you, back in the day? Um, it was. Did you come to us for over a million? I think. Yeah, 6, yeah from Norwich. Yeah, one point six million. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, that in today's money is a big, big move. Did it? Did it feel like that at the time, or is it like looking back now? You know, obviously, we know that you deal cars and stuff now, and you're doing like. Do you look back and think, "Fucking hell, was that my life? Like, was I this?" Multi- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, multi-million pound signing, if it was today. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I do look back. I think at the time you don't you don't actually sort of like appreciate it because you're in a, you know, they always say you're in a bit of a bubble. But <clears throat> but that is your life. Your life is, you know, from being, oh, six year old. All I wanted to be was a footballer, and 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 then was lucky that you know managed to break through the first time at, at Wednesday, and then situation which we can go into later if you want but then obviously I left and Leeds came in for me and then then I went to Norwich um, and I was there first million pound signing and it's all a bit sort of like not surreal but a bit and not the norm but it's it's the bubble that you're living in um, but now I look back I'm you know a couple of months time I'm 50 year old and I look back and think is that actually me you know what I mean and my son my son's like 23 and goes can't believe my dad were a professional footballer. He's mad, <laughs> you know, because he, he was too young to remember me playing, sort of thing. So, so yeah, it is a bit, it is a really surreal. But um, I suppose that's one of the nice things about social media that every now and again there's like some stupid, you know, twenty odd year anniversary pops up and loads of like really nice fans come on and say nice things to you and massage your like old ego a little bit. So. Well, you fucked um, it on this one, John. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what I did miss out is there's plenty of other shit houses as well. Oh, come on, I give you plenty, though. <laughs> so I tell you what, then t- tell us about that. Then so you got seven appearances in the league. Uh, is it seven? Uh, your first spell with the club, and then yeah, uh, something like seven or eight. Um, well, I, I signed a term pro. I signed pro um, towards the end of my apprenticeship. I would walk into went to Leeds, and Big Ron came in. Um, and he gave quite a number of us pro contracts. Uh, soon into my first year as a pro, um, he started playing me right back in the reserves. Uh, I remember we played Wolves one night. Never played right back, really. You, do, you, don't, you usually don't when you're six foot four, do you? <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you're Doug Rugby. Um, and... Uh, and I played all right, and then the next minute he put me in the put me in the squad, and I think I came on the first time ever was I came on at Arsenal. I think we were six nil down 
with about a minute to go. And he <laughs> said, yeah, yeah. Anyway, get changed, son. And I'm thinking, son, fucking mm-hmm. hell, like, you know what I mean? I don't really don't want to go on here, you know what I mean? I think Brian Morwood was playing left wing and I used to clean Brian Morwood's boots when he was at Hillsborough. So I came on and Brian Morwood went, oh, fuck you know, I've got apprentices marking me now. <laughs> um, and that was it. And then played a few games. Um, Big Ron called me in and said, you know, you've done really well. I'm pleased with you. I want to give you an extension to your one-year contract. I want to give you another year. And I'm going to give you a 50 quid a week rise. Yeah. Which at the time, I was like... Probably was. (laughs) Well, at the time, I was like, yeah, I'll sign that. Wow, come on. Yeah, so I signed it. Um, And then, like, I don't know, it was just bizarre that I never, ever got included in the squad ever again. <laughs> so like, what did you sign me for? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that, I think the following year, my second year, I played in the, re- I was playing in the reserves, obviously, and we won the title. We beat like Liverpool, Man United, Man City, it was the Pontins, the old Central League, and we won the league. So we were doing all right. And I never even got a sniff around the first team until the very last game of the season. We played Oldham away on the plastic pitch. And he put me in the squad. And all our contracts were up that summer. Um, and he put me in the squad. And I thought, this is a bit unusual. I wonder if he's like trying to sweeten me up. And, and then he played me. Um, we got beat 3-2. Played all right. Um, and I was really unsure what to do then. Like, you know, is he... Is he going to keep me? Was all, we, we didn't really get on that well anyway. He was always on my case a bit. So um, anyway, he called me in and offered me a new contract. And he just said, I mean, we, and this was the time well before agents and that kind of stuff. Um, and I told his story that like, I, I, not, I was living at home with my mum and dad. I'd not even like told my mum and dad. So he offered me a contract, which weren't great. Uh, Did you get to I keep just, your 50 quid? <laughs> Well, he offered me a bit more sort of thing. And, uh, and I just said, I, I don't want to sign it, you know? And he was like, what? And I, I looked back now, I was like 20 year old, sat in Big Ron's office, like off fronting him up. You know what I mean? Saying, no, I'm not signing it. And he turned like really sour, you know, where the fuck you know, do you think you're going to go and all this? And, and I just said, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to play football at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I don't want to play in the reserves on a Tuesday night like I've done for five years. You know what I mean? And he was like, right, get out of my office and, and, and all that. And proper, proper shitty with me. Uh, and I went so out. And, what, and what did you, Sorry, John, what did you do then? Did you, like, did you have any hint that anyone was interested? Or did you just go, no, right, who do I know? Get on the phone. <laughs> Ring around no, no, because there were, there were no agents yeah, or anything. That's what I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I went out and I spoke to Frank Barlow who was our like reserve team manager and he said, Oh God, you know, go back in and see see if he'll like do any better and, and I went, What do you think think he's gonna like change his is the way that he trained? He's like, No, go on, go on. So I went back in. And I remember he got he'd offered me three hundred and fifty quid a week. And I'd said to him, like, I'm nearly twenty one years old and I wanna start like moving out from my parents. I want to become independent. Bearing in mind that season we'd signed Gordon Watson who was playing in the resis with us. I think I was on 180 quid a week and he was on 600 quid a week and they give him 60,000 quid signing on fee. Good so, then, that, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he'd offered me 350 quid and I'm thinking, 
Well, I don't think you don't rate me that much then, do you? <laughs> so, so I said, right, what about a signing on fee? So he said, right, I'll give you 300 quid a week and five grand signing on fee. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm 200 quid worse off. So anyway, so I just said, no, nah, I'm not. So I then had to go home and said to my mum and dad, by the way, um, I'm out of a job. <laughs> you know I mean? it's a bit it's a bit different from one of us going home and uh, like we quit his paper round you know I'd, I'd know I'd effectively turn the club down and I'd, I'd literally know where to go um, and Mick Hennigan who used to be our youth team manager was at Leeds United and he saw there was a tiny little piece in the star that I'd turn my contract down and he, he rang my mum and dad the, um, like a couple of days later and just said, the gaffer wants to see a big uh, our Wilkinson. He wants you up at Leeds. Um, come up tomorrow morning. And, and that was it. So, And then did, they, did they give you a, a much improved deal or did you just take the first one? They put yeah, out yeah, no, I mean, I, mean I went, uh, this, was, this was the difference for me. I went up there, I drove up in my car and, you know, walked into Ellen Road and Mick Hennigan's there waiting for me. And it was like looking over my shoulder. I'm thinking like, what's he looking at? And he said, um, where's your dad? So, so my dad's at work. So he went, well, the gaffer won't speak to you without your dad. I said, what, what, are you, what are you on about? He went, no, 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 no. He won't speak to you on your own. You've got to get your dad here. So I had to ring my dad at work. I said, Dad, you've got to come up to Leeds. He won't speak to me without you. So my dad had to like, <laughs> go home and get changed and drive up to Leeds. And then he got here and it was lunchtime. So Howard said, have you had any, have you had any lunch, Mr. Newsom? Yeah. Uh, and he said, Ian, Ian McFarland, who was the head scout at the time, Macca, go, go take him for lunch. So he took us to the Hilton Hotel and my dad sat there with big Philip steak on and <laughs> thinking it were like, it was, it was, you know what I mean, brilliant. So, and then I went back in and they offered me, I'll tell you the figures like, they offered me a three-year contract. Uh, they offered me 400 quid a week, I think. 25,000 quid signing on fee. Uh, 10,000 quid removals. And my, my old man's just digging me in the ribs going, you better sign here. Yeah, he wanted his spare room back, didn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> And the biggest thing for me, it wasn't really the money because I was like, I just want to play. You know what I mean? I just want to play. And Howard just said to me, I want you in my first team this year. Uh, and if you play a handful of games in my first team, I'll be dragging you back in here and giving you a mm -hmm. new contract. And that's what I wanted to hear. You know what I mean? I wanted mm -hmm. to be, went home. But I was then sworn to secrecy. I weren't allowed to tell anybody because there were quite a number of the young players at Wednesday had not signed contracts. Um, and he, and I would ask me that, and he turned to McKenny and he said, "Right, go and get the lot of them." <laughs> yeah, wow. he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, a guy did, came did, did home. Did anybody else come over? Dave Weatherall. Dave Weatherall was the only one who came. Oh. Everybody else: had Graham Hyde, Marlon Beresford, a striker called David Johnson. Mm -hmm. So there were there were a number that he that he, he would have taken. Um, but then I was sworn to secrecy. Leicester City then rang me the following day. Um, and said, oh, you know, we want you, you know, we've, we understand you've tur turned your contract down, we want you down here. Uh, and I was like, yeah, well, I can't tell you I've signed for Leeds. So I was like trying to put Leicester off without actually telling them 
who I'd signed for. So they got a bit shitty with me, thinking I would just mm. just like dodging. But mm-hmm. but yeah, as, and again, as a twenty-year-old lad, just amazing, really, that you get put in that that situation. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so so just a bit more like with big run and stuff, John. So did it make it a bit difficult then when? Obviously, yeah. come back to Wednesday and then oh, a, year, a big run. <laughs> come back in, mate. I can't tell you. I can't tell you honestly. So, please sign me back. Uh, things weren't great, were they? Um, and then he he eventually left, and there were all talk of who was coming in and who wasn't coming in, and this and that. And uh, I can't remember which way around. Did Danny Wilson come in first? Uh, no, Wilson, Wilson was after. Wilson was yeah. after Hopkinson. Right, so he was after, so so yeah, so Big Ron came in after Pleated, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And they were all, they were talking about who was coming in and that kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden it got announced Ron Atkinson, and I literally had my head in my hands thinking, oh, you know, <laughs> that's me done. And and it was it was he came in and literally made my life hell hell for for weeks for months. I'm so, just trying to think why why, why is players. that? Oh, sorry, Dan. It's all right, mate. I'm just trying to think of some of the players that, that they got in. Uh, you know, like, so going back to Sheffield Wednesday, I assume that was something quite big for you, something quite personal. Did you want to go back to prove a point with the club? No, 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 no. I, I, I mean, at the time I was down at Norwich, I'd done, I was doing, I played really well, although we got relegated the first, this first season I was there. Uh, again, that was finance. I think we were sixth at Christmas and we ended up going down, which was a travesty, really. Um, they'd sold, we sold like three centre forwards that year and never replaced them. And, uh, and then there was a lot of talk from Christmas. I think Spurs were supposedly in for me. Aston Villa were in for me. Um, and then just before deadline day, it became quite well known that if Norwich didn't sell me and Ashley Ward, I think they were going to go into receivership or administration. So um, I then got a phone call one morning, uh, early one morning from David Pleat saying, we've, we've had a bid accepted. We want you up here. Uh, so I was like, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back to my own club, obviously Wednesday up until that time. So that was March 96. So 94, 95, 96-ish, they were doing, doing all right, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking I'm, I'm coming back and joining like a, a really um, club in, a, in its ascendancy, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, a forward-thinking club and, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I came up and we had talks for two days um, and, and I eventually signed. I was happy to sign and I walked out from under, at that time I got an agent, walked out from the, from the officers and... Um, and basically what had happened is Norwich had said to Spurs they wanted two million quid for me and they'd agreed 1.6 with Sheffield Wednesday and Spurs knew this was happening so said, no, we, we're not paying extra just because we're Tottenham. We'll, you know, we'll match the 1.6 and David, uh, Robert Chase, sorry, wouldn't accept it. And I came out from having signed for Sheffield Wednesday and my, my, my agent's phone beat and it was Jerry Francis saying, right, they've accepted 1.6 get yourself down to, to White Hart Lane for, for talks. So, but I'd already signed. So I was, I was quite pleased to have done that. I was coming back to my hometown club, a club I supported all my life. And yeah, I was really looking forward to it. And when I first came in, things, things were great, but I soon 
soon found out that the there was a there was a big lot big fraction in the dressing room really you know what I mean Platy wanted a few of the older older heads out there was some experienced lads in there who I oh I was looking forward to playing with really you know Wads and Ersty and Sheridan and people like that and and unbeknown to me David Pleat was trying to get them all out the door so wow <laughs> go on Ash sorry mate I cut you off there no no you're all right no it's uh, I forgot exactly uh, tell you what I was going to ask then anyway. <laughs> so I should, I should said, it, it don't matter it's, it's gone now anyway so I'll so um, well, I was, well, what I was going to ask Dan if that's alright is, is we, with the time you came in John that second time round and with your hopes and your aspirations and where you thought we were going to go I know you obviously had your own personal injury problems in that second spell but you seem to have been at the club right in the middle of when the end of the good things were just finishing off to the beginning of the really bad times that we're still suffering now we're not saying what? it's your fault, John. Not saying it's your fault. <laughs> you just no. happened to be there at that time. Hey, hey you're not being the first, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, can you see now, with a bit of, bit of retrospect and looking back, what was it that was going so wrong in the, over that period of four years that stopped us from kicking on the way that you'd hoped and we'd obviously all hoped? So yeah, the fact yeah, that you've yeah. got a team yeah, yeah, now that's now 20 I, years. I, I, I was like you guys. I, I thought mm-hmm. I'm coming back to a club that's, that's, that's making its way up the, up the Premier League and... You know, got England internationals in it, and and the fact that they they not broke the bank, but they, you know, what I mean, they paid strong money for me. Really, um, I'm thinking, wow, you know, I've come back to a club that that now wants me, um, as opposed to you know, like a homegrown lad and that kind of thing. Um, and I just think it was, I think it, if anything, it was it was probably from the top. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was mismanaged from the top. Um, I think, I think the club had not the players as such, but I think the club had, at some point had had a probably not probably got an arrogance about it that you know we 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 are this you know top of the top half of the table Premier League club and where and and you, I don't think you can you can't you can't look at football like that because I think when you do get complacent in football in any sport really but football especially. It, it will bite you on your backside big time, you know. And I think that I could see that creeping in. And then there was the debacle of managers, wasn't there? Because mm-hmm. Pleaty didn't really stamp his authority and got undermined, I, I feel, by some of the players who he was trying to get out. That all went belly up, really. Big Ron came in. I so, just yeah, tell, tell us about that then. So. Mm-hmm. So big rods come back in, and you're, you're both looking at each other across the change room like shit. Like that's a bit awkward, isn't it? And then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, and then I was trying to think of some of the players that have come in uh, in your position. So you had around the time. So it was obviously there was you and right. So he signed. He signed. A, he signed a. Uh, was he a Hungarian centre back? Big, big Sedlowski. Gorgi Sedlowski. Who got the new Tony Adams? Apparently, he literally got one leg shorter than the other. <laughs> it's serious. It had a it had a car crash when he was young, and Dave Galley, the physio, had, had said, "Right, he's failed his failed his um, medical because one you leg was a, one at leg Macedonian was... getting yeah. in a car crash. It was yeah. the way you said it. <laughs> Honestly, and his, one of his legs was shorter than the other, and he and he brought him in, in circles. And, and you were just, yeah, and you were just, and it was just like, right, you're you're sub. I was like, oh, you know, there we go. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> right. Yeah, just. Just caught like even in training, just constantly on your back in training, and then, you know what I mean. And then then I played a few games, and mm-hmm. 
we played Derby away and he he took his coat off at half time. He wanted to have a fight with me and you know <laughs> exactly, that... you know what I mean? I'm twenty twenty-seven, twenty-eight year old, probably the prime of my life, mm-hmm. fit, strong, and I've got like this sixty-year-old man taking his sheepskin off, fronting <laughs> me up. <laughs> Was that just like a clash of personalities, John? Or was it was it something I don't I don't know. Is it something you I think, you've I think done what wrong? it was was when I when I turned him down as a kid. Yeah. I mean yeah. when 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 I was in the when I was in the reserves, you, I don't know, he used to have this thing about the reserves. So we'd we'd play a game in the reserves, we'd play like Liverpool away. And you get a result at Liverpool away. Um and he'd he'd either come and watch you or or Richie Barker would come and watch you. And he'd say, uh, right, brilliant, great, great game, well done, lads. Um, everybody have the day off tomorrow, because it's a Wednesday, apart from the under-21s, you're in training. And we were like, what? You'd, get back, you'd be getting home at like one or two o'clock in the morning, and you'd be in for training at nine o'clock, and there'd be six of you, and you'd have Albert Feeling going, well, what, what, what am I supposed to do with you six? <laughs> like you've just you played a game last night. You're all like walking around like Tin Man. You know, you know what I mean. We just just stupid things like or he go or if they had a home game on the Saturday, we'd come in for training. We'd train Friday morning and all that, and then they'd say, uh, right, the gaffer wants a five aside at half past four in the gym this afternoon tonight or this afternoon, and you'd all have to like hang around all day just so he could play five aside in his black bin liner to lose a bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You were just like, I don't know. He just, he just didn't treat you like a, like a professional or a human being. Really, he just, he just took the piss out of you a little bit, really. And I think, John, I think when John, I got the contract, let me stop you there. I think you're the only person I've ever heard in the history of football say that Ron Atkinson wasn't a very good man manager because, because <laughs> like he clearly had no idea what was going off around him. You know what I mean? He, you know, I find yeah. it odd that he was a football person and. For you to actually tell him, like, it's, it's, I can't tell if it's refreshing or, or you've lost I think, your... I, know, I, think, I think the way he was, was if, if you were in his first team, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, like people like Nigel Pearson, mm-hmm. Nigel Pearson and Big Ron clashed like you've never known. Yeah. Big time. And I mean, like, he'd join in training and you'd see Nigel Pearson kicking lumps out of him, <laughs> you know? I, I think was, I get, honestly, I, I we, were, we were like... And I'm I'm stood I'm stood there watching it going yeah go on guys do it again because <laughs> we we just didn't we just clashed or whatever it was but I wasn't the only one there was a lot of us like that um, but I think when you were in his first team you don't you're not always going to get on with your manager whoever it is you, you know I mean you have personality clashes you have disagreements on on tactics or what he's asking you to do. Um, and as an experienced pro, you'll question that and say, well, I, I'm not sure that's right. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you want to win. Um, and, and that's that's how it happens. It does it does happen. But Was it was it difficult then, John, after you'd gone away and seemingly it sounds like you had quite a good relationship with Howard Wilkinson and, and John Dean made you the captain at Norwich. So you had, yeah. you'd, 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 between the first time you'd had Ron Atkinson, you had these other coaches that brought you on, brought you into a senior member of the team, giving you the responsibility and then, you got Atkinson again. Was it even more about the issues you're going to have with Atkinson after having good coaches and good first team coaches definitely. at Leeds and Norwich? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember we we played we played Blackburn at home, and they got uh, Sutton and Shearer up front, and I think we drew nil nil. And I come off thinking, I think I've done my job today. You know what I mean? 
you know, prolific two strikers. We've kept them, kept a clean sheet. I, I personally think I've, I've done, all, you know, we've done all right as a team, and I've done my job. Um, and this was the other thing: we wouldn't, we then wouldn't see him. He would never, he, he would, he'd never come to training. We wouldn't, you know, we played, and the following Saturday we played uh, Leicester away, and um, that was the first time we saw him since after the game on Saturday. And he came into the team meeting at like half past one and for 10 minutes told me what I'd done wrong against Blackburn the week before. And we walked out and Peter Atherton walked up to me and he just, excuse my French, and he just said, he fucking hates you, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that's, how, that's how stupid he got, really. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but that's, that's part of football. I think sometimes... People don't see and don't appreciate that it's not always a, a happy camp in there, no matter how well or how badly you're doing. Um, you're going to have personality clashes. You're going to have clashes be, with, with teammates. Um, if you want to win and if you wear your heart on your sleeve, which I think as a Sheffield lad, a Yorkshireman, I, I tend to do, you know, I'm not one for biting my lip. Um, you do end up... You think? <laughs> I not think we've had any gossip like this tonight. I thought yeah. finding out Franny Jeffers had shit himself the other week was exciting. <laughs> like... So, yeah, yeah, it's just, it, it, it happens, you know what I mean? It, and it is the norm. And um, I think even back then, there were, no, there were no phones, there were no cameras, there were no videos. You know, there were plenty of, plenty of fisty cuffs. There were plenty of, you know, punches thrown and fights in training. And, but you just... You just got on with it. You shook each other's hand after you walked off and, and, and you cracked on because you were all, at the end of the day, you were all aiming for one thing and that's to get three points in the next game, See, wasn't it? So. I, ke- I keep telling that to the lads I play Sunday League with. You know what I mean? <laughs> lads, it's not personal. If I, if, if I call you, you know, I'm dropping C-bombs and, mm-hmm. and I'm using phrases that, that they've never heard before. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I go, lads, we're all just going to have a pint after. It's all right. Your mum. Now, come on. <laughs> you don't get it. Sorry, Steve. I cut sure. you off. No, I was just going to ask you. So you mentioned Peter Atherton, obviously coming up and saying you can see he can see it. Were there other players that were there at the time that were coming up to you and sort of saying he's got it in for you here? And were there was there ever anybody that would sort of go in there and sort of fight the corner for the people that you might have been feeling a little bit marginalised, or was it a, a sort of a, a herd? Not so much. No, not, not so much. Like I mean, I mean, like Paolo. Paolo had massive runnings with him, massive, massive fights and. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know? Um, Remember, we played Coventry away and we came in after the game and and Big Ron was digging him out and said something like, um, you know, you should be embarrassed to pick your wages up this week. And Paolo just, it was honestly, it was like bonfire night. It was like this firework went off. Bang! And he stood up. And again, we'd not seen Ron for probably a week and he was in his face, uh, you know, you tell me that I'd uh, pick my wages up, we don't see you from one week to the next. And he was giving it him, giving him old truths, really, you know. And then next minute, sheepskin's coming off and he wants to have a look <laughs> with him. And, and we're all sat there going, oh, this is just comical, like, you know what I mean? I think he, he actually mentions that in his book. He actually, he actually writes about that in his book. I, I remember... Yeah. Paolo released his book and I was right excited about it. And there's literally half a chapter about Danny yeah, Wilson don't know what he's doing. <laughs> and then I had a fight with Ron Atkinson in his sheepskin coat. That was, yeah, yeah. Literally, that's it. Yeah. 
He was a good lad, though, Paolo. He was all right. He was a good lad. Um, very clever, clever individual. You know, one said to us, not long after he'd come from Celtic, he once said to us, you know, every move I've made in football, I've instigated. And we all looked at each other like, <laughs> wow. And then when he pushed the ref over, we're all looking at each other going, what if he's planned this, you know? <laughs> 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 it's a bit crazy, like, but does he, like, does he want out? You know? Every Christmas as well, when he got an extended break. Yeah, 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 yeah. i tell you what, though. Fittest player, proper fitness freak, work hard, extra training, did extra running, you know, not an ounce of fat on him. And then he'd be going, oh, you know, I need to lose two pounds. And well, I'm like, it's not on you, mate. You know? <laughs> but yeah, he did his, did his strengthening, conditioning. Yeah, he was a proper professional, though. Proper professional. And, and also, like, what a player. I, um, I asked this Craig Armstrong last week, and and there was a uh, and we were talking about it about so that time between your career started what in the late eighties, and then by the yeah. mid nineties there had been an entire change in the way football was approached because what referred to as the bloody foreigners came over, and all of a sudden because they were taking it serious, they were watching what they were eating, they weren't going out and doing a poor Mercer night out. You know what I mean? They were. They came over. Did, did that give you a kick up the ass to work on your fitness and your, or, or did you just think I'm massive? I'll be all right. <laughs> no, um, the, the <laughs> advantage, the, the no. bonus for me was uh, was that I, I played under Howard, right? You know, so when I went, to, I went to Leeds in in '91. Um, you, you know, there were you were banned from alcoholic being on licensed premises 72 hours before a game. We were on um, protein and carb, carbohydrate diets. We, you know, it, it was, yeah. As early, we were, as, he, as, as early as that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I hear all these things about Arsene Wenger changed, how footballers live their life and all that. Howard Wilkinson was doing that. Not to the, probably to the extent of, uh, of Arsene Wenger, but yeah, we went out, you know, and we, then we got Gordon Strachan, who was... Gordon Strachan is quite possibly the fittest footballer I've ever played football with. You know, um, incredible athlete. Um, he used to have like these pressure points because he was like Lily White, obviously with his red hair. <laughs> and, he, and, and before the game, he'd like rub these pressure points. So he'd have these big red dots all over his body. And he, li- oh. and he had like, it, honestly, and he lived on these like seaweed tablets. So he'd have, he'd have like... 15 seaweed tablets a day and proper fit, so, you know, strong. So not the typical Scottish diet of <laughs> deep fried Mars bar and haggis. No. No. Uh, at Can 35, he was probably the best, the best and most influential footballer I ever played with was Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan? Gordon Strachan from Scotland. He 30, has iron brew and yeah. heroin for breakfast. I'm pretty 35 sure. 35 year old. <laughs> That's incredible confirmed. athlete, fitness levels, and that, and that's what he was, you know. I, don't, I mean, and don't get me wrong, we we like to beer. We we go out and have a beer, but at the right times. And where did you go, John? In, <laughs> in Leeds or in Sheffield? Uh, let's say Sheffield. Uh, Buggerly, because you know, Majestics. Majestics is a boring answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my first my first time round, so I was like an apprentice, first year pro, and all that. It would it have been Henry's. I'll just, put I'll just put revolution. I'll just put revolution. Stone out. He tries Berlin's. to put revolution mentioned on every chuffing podcast. 
No, 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 no. Berlin's, yeah. Stonehouse, Berlin's, uh, Legends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we have some some old school places. Were you a bit um, too late for Josephine's, or was that still around? No, uh, yeah, we 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 sort of like cracked onto Josie's, probably like first year, second year, professional level. When you were an apprentice, you weren't in Josie's. You would you'd have got mullered off the pros, like so. Cairo <laughs> <Tyrell> Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm pretty sure I saw you in Brannigan's and Club Wow one night out, mate. I'm pretty probably, sure. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> I tell you, best thing about Club Wow, I don't know if any of you are on Ben, you won't remember, you were a fetus. No. They used to have these. Um, ben was just a twinkle in his dad's eye. Yeah, I thought you were minus three. And then what they had over the urinal were these cushions on the walls with these handles on it. So when you were pissed up, just, Brilliant. oh, that's all right, that, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Brilliant. And now they just have a shelf. Don't know what that's for. So, uh, Ben, have you? Have you heard? <laughs> now it's a Nando's club. What? <laughs> it's not. It's a. Uh, it's cheeky monkeys uh, play area. Oh it's yeah, it is. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Exactly the same. You walk in and there's a big climbing frame. You think, yeah, that's exactly where we were dancing. Then you go around the corner. Exactly the same. Same layout. Ash, Ash, stop sharing stories about us in Clubwell. Let's say uh, right. we're on the inter- <laughs> we're on the interweb. Ben, Ben, have something, have something normal. Um, <laughs> so we've said a bit about the Canio, but what about Carboni and them two as a pair? What were they like in dressing room? So, all right, Benny. When Benny arrived, Benny was like this innocent um, young lad from like this southern Italian village. Never spoke. Didn't speak a word of English. Um, we played, I think we played Coventry or somebody away. And we were in the hotel and Pleaty brought him in and introduced him, sat him down with the lads. In, like, if you think back to it, kid mustn't, didn't understand a word of English. So we, obviously within 10 minutes, we've taught him how to say, fuck off, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> and so he walked, relish. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he walked through the reception, so woman stood on his toe and he started calling her, oh, you fucking bastard. <laughs> all, lads, all lads were dying. But he was like some really, yeah, he was like really innocent. Um, in fact, Palamine, who, who um, was in like, he was, well, he was a bank manager and that kind of stuff. And we, we sort of like took him under our wing a little bit and tried to find him a, a house to live in because he was stuck in a hotel. And, uh, and he was great. And then Paolo arrived. And I think Benny was a bit starstruck to begin with that like this, this like amazing Italian had arrived to join him. And then he saw how Paolo behaved. Paolo was obviously quite a bit edgy and, you know, uh, got loads of tattoos. And all of a sudden, Benny's like coming in, covered in tattoos and started <laughs> growing his hair. And uh, and then started, really started like following around uh, Paolo and, and they paired up and started doing very similar kind of things to what Paolo was doing. And so I think Paolo was a big influence on Benito. Yeah. yeah. Not, not but, always positive. But, or, but incredible footballers, both of them. You know what I mean? Um, training. Yeah. They were, they were, they, they were just, I mean, good lads, good lads. They joined in, could never understand us and our British mentality. I don't think, um, but, but yeah, yeah. Nice, nice kids. Good in the dressing room. We got on with them. Um, tell us about uh, you know uh, you know we, we've asked this of, of of players that have played in the era at the time. What went wrong with Vim Young? 
Well, he signed for Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the first thing, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, um, at that time... Final patron for Vin, he, Well, he brought Vim. He, he brought Vim, Vim Yonkin. Then he brought Bob the Builder. Uh, he brought Gerald Sibon. So they all arrived. And Barry Big, big signings. <laughs> massive contracts. Um, and I just think, I think that was, for me, the start of where it probably went wrong. And I, I remember, I mean, I was, I was on the peripheral then. I wasn't, in, you know, I was a squad member. wasn't being, uh, so I was in my, having my own disagreements with Danny Wilson because I wanted to get away. I wanted to go and start playing football again. Um, is that because Emerson Tome had kind of taken your shirt a little bit? Did, did you find well, he, he was playing? playing he was like playing. Him. He was playing yeah. instead of me, which yeah, I, I have no no issue with that. If 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 you know, I go and, I go and knock on the manager's door and say, right, you're not, you know, I'm not playing week in week out. I'm 28 year old. You obviously prefer somebody else in the team. That's not an issue. But I want to play football. I don't want to sit on the bench. So can I go out on loan? Can I? You know, do you want to? Am I part of your plans? Or if I'm not, can I go? Will you sell me? Oh, no, no, no. You're, you, you know, you're massive part of my plans. You're not going out on loan. Well, you're not, I'm not even playing in the reserves, so I'm not even match fit. But I don't need to play in the reserves because I don't want you to get injured. And you're like, well, you know, and then, and, then, and then I played a couple of games and did all right and we won. And then he got dropped again. And, and then he played me at right back. And, when you're eight, when you're eighteen, nineteen, you play it right back. You think, you know, I'll I'll play anywhere because I just want to play, don't I? You know what I mean? You just want to get your day. But I think when you're twenty seven, twenty eight, and the clubs paid big money for you, you've got, you know, a, a good number of games behind you as a centre half. Yeah, I think you've got, I think you're in your rights to say, I don't, you know what? I don't want to play right back. I'm a centre half, and if you don't fancy me at centre half, I have no issue with that. But let me go and play football somewhere else. Was Wilson just out of his depth? Then I take it, just with the, the with where he came from and the success he had to all these egos, these personalities. Yeah. Money was wasted. I don't understand why why he he. Um, I mean, I can work on and tell you about what happened with me face to face. And I I'd go and see him, and he he sort of like told me things that I think he wants. He thought I wanted to hear mm-hmm. rather than telling me the truth. And I'd much rather him say, you know what, news. You're not doing it for me. I'm going to get rid of you. And I'd have said, not a problem. You know, you're not the first one to, to sell me or get rid of me or say I, I don't think you're good enough. Or that, that's football. That's how you. Mm-hmm. That's why you grow a thick skin. You know what I mean? Um, so, especially so, yeah, when you've got that, forty thousand Yorkshiremen telling you shit some weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So you, 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 you know, you do have to grow thick skin. And mm-hmm. and I went on loan. I went on loan to Bolton. Uh, did really well there. Came back. Um, there are a few clubs in, in for me, after me. Um, and he just, he said, no, I'm not, I won't let you go. And then Birmingham, Trevor Francis tried to sign me at Birmingham. They'd agreed a deal with Birmingham. Uh, and then just as we were setting off to go to Birmingham to have talks, Trevor Francis phoned my agent and just said, right, it's off. It's all off. And we're like, why? What's happened? Uh, and basically how a, how a transfer works, if... I think, let's say it was one and a half million quid and, and, and I was going to sign a three-year deal. They'd pay 500 grand at the start of every year. 
So it split mm-hmm. the, the transfer fee split over the term of the contract. Mm-hmm. And Sheffield Wednesday had said, no, we want one and a half million up front, or you know what I mean? And Trevor oh. just said, I've been at the club, I know how much the you know, move the goalposts and, and they're gonna mess me around, so I'm sorry, it's off. And that was it. Jesus. So and it's things well, like that, you know what I mean? And then unfortunately I got I'd, I'd done my ankle against Wimbledon and that 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 weren't great. That didn't get diagnosed properly and I finally come back from that and then my knee was I was struggling with my knee. Um and I I did that after about half an hour in the uh in the mooring at Newcastle. Hmm. Um, and at the time I was, I was arguing with Danny Wilson. Cause again, I'd said to him, I, I you know, I, I'd, I'd actually handed a transfer request in that week. Cause I'd said, I've been to see him and said, look, you know, I can't, we can't really do this anymore. You know what I mean? You, you're constantly telling me one thing and I'm doing another. Uh, and he said, well, you're going to be, you're going to be involved on Sunday. And I said, well, I'll tell you now, I don't play me at right back cause I'm not a right back. Mm-hmm. you know play me at centre off or just don't play me at all no 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 you're not playing at right back and and uh, he, he didn't name the team till an hour before kick off and he put the team up and he went right Kevin Impressman in goal right back John Newsom. I was like <laughs> what you know yeah yeah <laughs> so so we came in at half time I think we were 4-0 down and my knee was hanging off and I thought if I now say I'm coming off he'll think I've like bottled it or shoot mm-hmm. one in morning. So so I played the rest of the game and that was it. That was it really. They they said like my knee I, I damaged my knee but it wasn't too bad. Uh and two operations and four months later surgeon said, Right, that's it, you're done. You've got to hang your boots up. So Jesus. Well just that that's it. Just straight up. Yeah, out. yeah, that was it. That was it, yeah, yeah. So sure. Right. So uh as it normally goes, sorry Vic. Sorry, I'd just like to talk, Dan. It's all right. I was going to just hand over to you now. I was wondering if you want to do your bit. Oh, no, I'll do that in a minute. Um, but, Joanna, how do you cope with something like that mentally? Like, do you get any sort of support with that? Because obviously, you said your entire life you wanted to be a footballer. You were Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've, you've gone out to Bolton and whatever, and then all of a sudden, someone says, that's it. How, how does that hit somebody? Like, I just can't even begin to imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And I think the way that it happened as well for me was left a real sour taste in my mouth with the club. Um, I'd had an opera, I'd had a second operation on my knee and they'd said to me, uh, it was about sort of like about this time, April, April, May time. Um, and they'd said my contract was up in the summer. Um, and I'd, I'd be, Prior to my injury, I'd, I'd agreed to go on a free, If I got to the end of my contract, I was going to go on a free to Bolton and they'd offered me quite a, quite a substantial deal. But then I'd injured my knee in September. So um, I'd had this second operation. The club had said, we want you to go away on holiday for a couple of weeks. And um, when you get back, you can then do your rehab through the summer. So you don't get a summer break. And what we'll do is we'll support you uh, and give you like a week-to-week contract, and if you get fit, you know we 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 would then expect you to sign a new contract with us. And I said, oh, you know that that'd be brilliant. You know if you re, if you wanted to if you would support me through the summer, I would stay as long as you want me to stay because one good favour deter, you know deserves another one for me. So I went away on holiday uh, and I came back, 
and there was a letter on the doorstep and I opened it and it was from the club and it just said, we're terminating your contract. <laughs> via letter? Yeah, via letter. Right. So. Now, on, uh, on Facebook, John, a couple of people are just sat watching us out, out there on the, on the interwebs. Uh, I've got uh, Steve Jones. He's gone with, uh, what car did you drive the second time you were at Wednesday? What car? Yeah, but I, I, I assume... He's, uh, he's, he's, he's having he's some fishing. banter, is, it, is yeah. he fishing, is he? No, I don't know, I don't know. I bought, I bought a, uh, a BMW M3. Ooh, showbiz at the time, my friend. I'm, I'm still right. trying to save up for one now. And to make it, I'd always, I always wanted one when I was at Norwich, um, and I wanted a yellow one. But I couldn't buy a yellow one playing for Norwich. I'd have looked no. an even bigger knob than I did anyway. <laughs> Fanboy. So I, bought, so I bought a yellow one when I went Wednesday and thought that were a good idea as well. <laughs> What was the uh, what was it like playing with Vinnie Jones? That's from James Cockins. Never played with him. Only played against him. He left Leeds when I went to Leeds. So yeah, just only ever played against him. So uh, two more. Uh, same guy. Uh, what was the story with Benito Carboni when he walked out of the dressing room at Southampton? Was yeah, that a yeah, rumor yeah, or that was funny? That was funny. That. <laughs> uh, oh, was it just banter? No, no, no. We were down there. <laughs> that, that was Danny Wilson again. Uh, so we, were, we were down there. Uh, you get there for half past one, right? Go and have a look at the pitch while we put the kit out, put the kit out, that kind of thing. We all come back in. Uh, so, right, this is the team, name the team and, and the subs. These are your five subs. And Benny was a sub. And Benny just said, No, I, no, I'm not being sub. So we were all like, What? He's like, in his, Obviously, in his pigeon. Italian accent, English, you know, I'm not being fucking substitute and all this. <laughs> and he, and he picked, he got like a little, him and, him and Paolo always used to travel with like a little suitcase, you know, like what you take on aeroplanes now. We'd all have like sports bags, but they had like little suitcases because they were like a bit trendy and, and chic. And, uh, with frozen pizza in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but, but, bottles of Pago, Pago juice they used to have. And, uh, and he walked outside and he phoned a taxi. And he stood outside the Dell and waited for his taxi. And all the Wednesday fans were walking past. And he's outside waiting for the light. And they're all going, Benny, you're playing today. And I'm like, no, I, well, you know, all this. <laughs> and his taxi turned up and he disappeared. Mental. <laughs> all right. Well, that was, uh, I assume this is one of his mates. But uh, Adam Todd says, how was Julian Watts in the dressing room? Did he have any banter? Uh, Watsy was only there a little bit when I, I think, I, when I came back in '96. Watsy was only there, I think, till the end of the season. So, but I knew, I knew, I know Julian. I, I played, you know, sort of like schoolboy football with him, really. So, mm. so yeah, uh, sort of like good friends of his. And yeah, he's all right. Good lad. Good lad, Watsy. So no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've no dare to spell if you mean. <laughs> okay, so Vic's going to ask you some quick-fire questions. In fact, it's your bit, Vic. I'll let you introduce it. Yeah, okay, the first thing I was going to ask just before we go into the quick-fire was obviously we're, we're in lockdown at the moment. Everything's gone to shit anyway. But how did you think we were doing before lockdown? Like, do you still follow the club? Do you still go to any games? Do you... I follow the club. Yeah, yeah, I do follow the club. Um, I don't go to... I've not been to as many games in the last... 18 months really because I I I've been <laughs> well uh, but I've been I've actually been working at Ellen Road on match days so because oh, obviously Leeds are oh. doing well and I'm an ex-player and, and they invite you up and oh do you yeah. do the little John Pearson thing of going in yeah 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 but 
you know, without, nice without like without dissing Sheffield Wednesday, they have like thousands and thousands of commercial corporate. You know, there's there's literally like um, rows and 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 levels in one of the big stands, and we have to all go round and more. I mean, you, yeah. trust me, they get the proper pound of flesh out of you. And what um, do we we get an ex player to do the little rolly thing? The the, the yeah, he does the rolly thing. The roll, what's I don't know what it's called. Fifty fifty, isn't it? Yeah. That's All it. time draw. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done that a couple of times. I think last time I did that, I got booed. <laughs> 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 so John Pearson rang me up and went, I ain't fucking doing that. I keep getting booed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, on, Vic. so who do you think is our best current player? <sighs> Stephen Fletcher. Uh, who was the class clown when you were there? Oh, the class clown. If it's somebody boring like Peter Atherton... Lee Briscoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> er, er, was always, you know, Ersty was always one to have a laugh. Um, probably, I, I, I suppose, I always had a laugh. Um, Jim Magilton was, was good fun when, when Jimbo was there. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he likes... He likes to giggle. So he used yeah, to call yeah, him Jimmy Magic, and I'm just going to call him Jimmy Banter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was the worst dressed? Paolo. Worst. Paolo was mint. Paolo. Paolo had, Paolo had everything skin tight. So he was <laughs> like ten. Ten years before have, his I've time, wasn't no, I've got no choice. Mine are, but I've got no choice. She's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so ahead of your time, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's why, if you, watch, if you watch any of the highlights of him, he's shorts. He's, they're rolled over yeah, about yeah. six times. They're like <laughs> skin tight on his surely thighs. He, you know surely I mean? said Losky was the worst dress because one of his trousers legs didn't fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. said Losky, yeah. Yeah, there were a few... Um, yeah, there a few bad dresses. Ian Nolan was, was a rascal. <laughs> I get the impression uh, that Ian Nolan dressed like a deputy headmaster. Yes. Yeah. Patches on elbow. Patches on elbow. He drove like a gold, a gold BMW as well. You know what I mean? Like geography teacher. I can just imagine him wearing everything Puma King out of the club shop and nothing yeah. else. His wardrobe at home is just a club shop. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, whoever he was sponsored by. <laughs> uh, who was like, at the club? Who was? Your best mate. At Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah. Well, Dave Ron Atkinson. <laughs> Tough one, really, because I think when I came back to Sheffield, obviously I came back to my home city, so I was back with like all my mates, you know what I mean, who were not footballers. Um, my, my room partner was Kevin Pressman, so we obviously got on well, me and Prezi. Um, but, but yeah, they were, you know, Peter Atherton was a good guy, Erstie. Um, a few, few I'd, I'd say, you know, like I got on really well with, but um, best mates. No, I don't really, you don't really have like best mate. I, I never really had a best mate in football. You, you meet like, you have like loads of acquaintances. You know what I mean? You like at the time, at the time that you like when, when I was in Norwich, like I got five or six really good pals, and then I moved to Sheffield Wednesday, and we only ever catch up on it's Twitter now. You know, I mean, you just. It's just, it's, yeah, it's a bit random like that because one week you're best mate and the next week you might be kicking up in the air. So it's, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's like literally how it is, isn't it? You know, following so, on from that, then who are you still in touch with? Well, I think social media makes it a lot easier now, you know. So, um, 
Wednesday, Wednesday lads, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still in touch with a lot of the Leeds lads because we, we do a lot of work on match days. And obviously, because they've been doing well the last couple of years, they, they need more of us. And so we've got a real um, sort of like crux of us there, uh, a couple of WhatsApp groups and that kind of thing. Lads from Sheffield Wednesday, um, still bumping to John Sheridan now again, see Hursty quite a lot. Uh, obviously, Is he all right? Who? <laughs> Thirsty. Yeah, we don't hear from him anymore. Is he all right? He's falling out with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen him obviously in lockdown, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah around have a pipe with him. Yeah, before that, uh, I mean, I like I'm I'm no I'm not in the motor trade anymore, so I've, I've finished that. So I'm now working back in football as an agent. So I see Thirsty quite a lot when I go to games because he's doing a bit of that as well. There are then, Steve. There you are. Send your get John in. Send some of your lads up to him. <laughs> Uh, where are you now, Steve? Quick, get a quick, quick plug in. Yeah, we're just setting up at Renishaw, so we're just getting a new uh, club off the ground. But right, so we'll see you there new season, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. <laughs> Got a couple of players. Sorted out. <laughs> so, sorted for you, Steve. I, I, I want to find this fee. Um, uh, go on, Vic. Have you got any more? Yeah, I've got two. Right, oh, lovely. Carry on. Who's the best player you played with? Gordon Strachan. <laughs> I played with. Don't get me wrong. I played with some. Great players. Erste, when Erste signed for Sheffield Wednesday and I was an apprentice, he was dynamite. You know what I mean? Daley and Atkinson. So, so in, in training, I'd be tr- like 17, 18-year-old centre-half and you'd be training on, on a like two or three times a week. You'd be playing the first team, first 11, and you got them all, Erste and Daley and Atkinson. So <laughs> you, that, that, that sort of like brought you on. You either sank or you swam. You know, um, and you were soon found out if you if you didn't do it right. So they were great. I never thought that a man who's played alongside Gordon Strachan and Paolo Di Canio got asked who the best player he played it, and he picked Gordon Strachan. I was thinking the same. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, right, so you know something we don't, John. So uh, um, at least, so like Tony Dorigo, England left back. You speak to him, and he'll say. He's the only right winger I've ever played against who can who dictated the game from right wing. It was mental, honestly. When I was at Leeds, he was, and 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 he, we all we'll call him like acid tongue because he used to absolutely cut you in half. And and half the time you needed it because you were probably getting a bit too big for your boots. And he'd come in and boom and bosh you. You know what I mean? This but, tall, like this. Nah, but, but yeah, you, but you, oh, oh, mate, mate, you wouldn't you wouldn't cross him. <laughs> you would not cross him, let me tell you. Yeah, not, you know, but, right. but also lovely. I signed there in first few weeks. He invited me out with him and his wife, and and I'm like, like, just like wet behind the ears, twenty year old kid, and you've got you know thirty five year old ex man you leads captain invite you out for dinner Saturday night to welcome you to the club and Jesus, you know, you won't brilliant. get that these days though, would you? No, well, you won't go out. <laughs> you <laughs> <dare>. <laughs> You know, so and, and yeah, played with some great players: Gary McAllister, Gary Speed, David Batty, obviously Paolo, Benny. Some yeah, some great great players. Wim Young. <laughs> so have you got a story that we wouldn't know? A story you wouldn't know? Yeah, like so. I said earlier, we we found out from who was it? Was it Sean McAllister told us about Francis Jeffers once shitting himself? Yeah. 
in the middle of the right, Let me get a beer for this if somebody's shitting us. Story wouldn't know. Uh, you have to be... Uh, oh, I've got loads of stories I could tell you. Uh, <laughs> I think we've already had one in Ron Atkinson wanting to fight everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, this is, this is one for you. So you, you remember a guy called Michael Hennigan, Mick Hennigan, who was my youth team coach, went to Leeds United as the number two, was assistant manager. Well, Mick, love Mick to bits. Oh, him a massive, massive thank you for everything he did for me and my career as a young lad coming through. But we were the proverbial laboratory guinea pigs. We were like, you name it, he, he would have us doing it. You know, like he wanted to take us on the moors to live off the land for three days to see how tough we were. And seriously, and the best ever, the best ever piece of man management I've ever seen from any manager or coach was by Mick Hennigan. And we we played in the youth team and we got beat at York City away. And we came in on the Monday morning and I was a first year apprentice. So... We came in on the Monday, we're cleaning the boots and all that, and he called three of the second-year uh, apprentices in, and he sacked them on the spot. said, right, there's your, you're sacked, there's your cards. Like, fuck off. So so we, they came back in, and they told the lads, and we're all going, ah, oh, you know, we fucking hate him. And we calling him all the names under the sun, and real bad, bad vibe around. And you had to get all the kit together, the boots, and put it in, the, put it in this minibus, and go and sit in a minibus and wait for him. And he'd drive the minibus up to the training ground. And then we'd get all the kit out for when the pros got there and, and the boots. And So we're all sat in this minibus. And uh, it comes, we're all like, obviously, disgruntled and calling him all sorts. And he, and he comes walking out and he gets in the minibus. And he's silent. And he turns to us and he says, and I, I'll, try and, I'll try and mimic like the way that he used to speak. And he, and he turns to us and he went, Right, I can detect there's a, a, an air of disagreement in the camp. <laughs> so we're all sat there and he went, so for the next 60 seconds, you can call me whatever you fucking like. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. And we're 17, 18, so... Oh, the end of it exploded. So you're like, <laughs> dare you say anything or not, you know what I mean? And I remember Marcus Orley, one of the apprentices, went, you fucking wanker. Like that. <laughs> and he went, Aah! started laughing. And that was it. For <laughs> the next 50 seconds, we absolutely pelted him with everything you could give him. We called him every name under sun. And he was crying with laughter. And then went, whoa, 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 whoa. Actually, minute, actually, minute. And honestly, that bus, that little minibus we were on, then bounced up to the training ground. The spirit, it was incredible. It was incredible. And at the time, you just think it's like crazy, like it's Mad Mick doing his stuff and all that. But, you know, you look back, I look back on it now and go, wow, that was genius, that. Yeah. That you, I don't think genius. I'll do that with my team at work at any point. <laughs> how, yeah. you know, how good's that? How good's that? I mean, yeah. within a minute, we've gone from calling him every... We hated him to loving him in one minute. They are Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say, Steve, there's one for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I honestly. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
Absolutely right, John, um, to, to round this off, uh, we've got some more fans' questions. This one's always yeah, yeah, cool. my favourite part. Uh, this one's from Dan in Southampton. Fudge, um, Fudge, wait, can I ask one more? Yeah, what? yeah, go on. Sorry. So, obviously, now you've got your sports management company and you're representing players, etc., and it's Innovate, which we already wonder if it, it may be relevated. Relevated. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, nice one. Um, or related. <laughs> To a so-called drinks and sportswear brand. Oh, my, mine's actually real. All right. <laughs> hey. um, and do you represent anyone we would have heard of or we will be hearing of? Uh, at this moment in time, uh, n- nobody you will have heard of. Um, I've got like quite a number of young lads on my books. I've started it. Started it in January last year, so obviously it's been like the handbrake's gone on it massively at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, got got two or three, maybe four, 18, 19 year olds who I think have got a real good chance. Um, so so yeah, yeah, you know, please please with them um, on the lookout, trying to get. But the, the difficult part at the moment is I'm I'm obviously by myself, so it's it's really difficult to spread yourself thinly. Um, and the biggest, the biggest hurdle I think you could, I come across with it is that all the games kick off at the same time on the same yeah. day, you know. So if you go into an under 18s or under 23 games, they all relatively at the same time. So you can only get to, and I like to watch my own players who I represent because I want to keep an eye on them and see how they're doing. So you can't, you literally need to like split yourself into about eight pieces, but. Um, but yeah, it, it's getting it's it's growing and it's getting better and and I'm loving doing it um, and hoping that I can just give something back. You know what I mean? Just um, just help them get get somewhere and 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 in reality, somebody asked me the other day about money and that kind of thing, and I was like, well, I I, I ain't earned a penny out of it yet, really. Um, but it's not about the money, really. It's more. I would get as much enjoyment sitting in the stand and watching one of my players make his first team debut. I'd be absolutely over the moon with that. So, 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 yeah. so you wouldn't you wouldn't, you wouldn't do one of your own advice, what you did earlier. So you wouldn't take your own advice with one of your players. Say, going to that to Ron Atkinson, say, no, shove your contract. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to move. Well, no, you know, you know, as daft as it sounds, you know, um, because the because the format of football has changed considerably. So when I played, you got an under-19s, you got reserves, and you got first team. So I made my debut at 15 in the reserves. So at, at 16, 17, I was playing in the under-18s, under-19s, or northern intermediates, as they call it, and I was playing in the reserves nearly every week. Now, the step up from the intermediates to reserves was massive. Massive, because... You're playing against 17, 18 year old lads, and then on the Tuesday night, you're playing against. I remember turning up against Villain, like Alan McAnally was playing. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. It's like so. So now they have under 23s and under 18s, but the under under 23s are only allowed to play three overage players, and they hardly ever do. So you've got. You've got lads at 21, 22 years of age who've never played what I deem men's football. Mm-hmm. They've only ever played under 23 football. Mm-hmm. So if I ring the manager and say, I've got a kid here, he's been released at 21 years of age, he's good, he's a centre-back or whatever, the, the first question they'll ask is, how many games has he played? 
well, he's, he's played 60 under 23 games. And, and nearly everybody in football will say, no, 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 no. How many games has mm-hmm. he played? You know, so one of the pieces of advice I like to try to get into my players is you need to get out and play as much men's football as you can. And that's generally getting out on loan, non-league, maybe lower, not lower end non-league, but toughens you up. You become a man. You realise that I'm playing on Saturday for three points and then three points or do or die for this football club. There might be 200 people watching you, but guess what? That This is their football club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is massively important how you perform and how well you do. And and, it, and that grows you and makes you a more mature individual. Mm-hmm. You know, that, And that's, for me, very similar to what I wanted to do when I was 20 years of age. You know what I mean? So... Can I interest you in a 39-year-old centre-back who's quite charismatic, uh, <laughs> does does drop a lot of C-bombs and gets sent off quite a lot? We always try and... I've got to be honest with you. This, this, go on, sorry, Nick. We always try and pimp out Stevie's team or Fudge tries to get a role. We forget that Ben's the semi-pro footballer of the podcast down there. <laughs> well, which, which, Ben's got years in front of him. You know yeah. what I mean? He's got loads of time to try and schmooze. He's like, you know all over themselves for him. He's played the world's oldest football club. Right, right, we're ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind this out with some quick-fire ones again, John. Fans' questions once again. So, um, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Have I've you not seen that. Tiger King? No, I don't. Nobody has. No, I'm, I'm I don't watch that, that shit. <laughs> I think my stepdaughter watches it, but... Uh, not for me. Okay, uh, do you ever when on Leeds United TV get distracted by Emma Jones's shirt potatoes? Fudge! Because I do. I've got to be honest with you, I'm never on, I've only ever been on Leeds United TV once, but sometimes when we walk in the lounge to do the half-time like, summary and the TV's on, people don't really take a lot of notice of us. Yeah, do you know what? I, I wouldn't know That's where to look. You know what I mean? <laughs> we do have to like we we mute it, but I don't think that works either. <laughs> you know what? She's such a lovely girl, and she's, lovely. she's a right lovely laugh. hard fudge. She, she does. She laugh. does. I, I I've just not got as high as a mouth yet. Till it, right, anyway, uh, she's a nice girl, actually. Do you know how to change the oil filter on a 1997 <laughs> Toyota Celica? <laughs> do they look like they? Do they look like they've ever done a day's work? <laughs> I'll put no. <laughs> and, uh, um, and who would win in a fight, Peter Atherton or Emerson Tone? Oh, Peter Atherton. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Emerson Tone one. was meant to be built like a brick shit house, according. Yeah, but I bet Peter Atherton's dirty. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> not the size of the dog in the fight, is it? It's the uh, size of the fight in the dog. <laughs> there we go. That's, uh, uh, that's the name of my sex tape. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gents, thanks a lot. To uh, Mr. John Newsom, thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, this good job. Thank you. Check uh, us off Facebook. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. 
That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.